Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Oh my God, give me time. To, give me a second to sit down. <laughs> I'm just so anxious to get going. You're excited to talk about Chad for a fucking hour. Yeah, just the all Chad show. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Chad Zone. It's a new podcast. Chad, it's, Chad buddies. Welcome to Chad buddies. Welcome to just two Chads. I'm Chad, <laughs> and I'm Chad. Um. <laughs> This you, is, you haven't introduced yourself yet. I'm Griffin McElroy. This is Rose Blaze. This is a podcast where we talk about The Bachelorette. Sometimes we talk about The Bachelor. And eventually we're going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. I'm excited to get to that point. You'll have to excuse me. I'm working through a... <laughs> I'm working through a... I don't know what's going on. A hiccup? Like, I have a hiccup? Anyway. Uh, we just watched episode two of JoJo's season of The Bachelorette. And um, it was it was basically the ballad of Chad. And it's kind of shaping up to be... This whole season's just going to be... This was the first... This was Chad's first stanza <laughs> of the the uh, long-form poem that is Chad. It was, um, it was really... Chad really had a, a meaty episode, didn't he? Oh, baby. Yeah. yeah come on. <laughs> um, a quick segment, just real quick, for my friends. Oh, yeah. What did you make tonight, Griffin? Tonight, we hosted The Bachelorette for a small, intimate gathering. Yeah, it's Memorial Day, so there was it's a lot Memorial of people. Memorial Day, some people on some trips. We got buds Not in, available. We got buds in North Carolina, North Kakalaki. We got friends in Kyoto. Kyoto. Laki. Kyoto-oki. And uh, so, yeah, small, intimate gathering. I prepared potato gnocchi with a gorgonzola cream sauce and pear with uh, herb-infused walnuts. It wasn't a big deal, just something I just... It was delicious. Oh, thanks, babe. And the garlic bread. I made garlic bread as well, but that sounds like something a child could make. You say potato gnocchi gorgonzola. <laughs> those words said in English sound Italian and seductive. And so I focused mostly on the main dish. But yes, there was a garlic bread element, and we ate it, and we enjoyed... It was delicious. We enjoyed the the hijinks that the boys got up to this episode confusing episode for me as a viewer of this franchise and as a man and a person because i'm gonna i feel like if we hadn't seen that teaser where chad like turns into uh gets gets a, Just aggro. Like a, a really aggro crag on the other boys um i was kind of team chap for a little bit we can well, talk into yeah that. let's get into complex that complex feelings we got yeah. two group dates we got one solo day yeah uh, so the first group date is a big one, uh, and it's got Luke, Will, Evan, Vinny, Ali, or sorry, Ali, uh, James F., Daniel, Wells, Robbie, and Grant. It's a lot of boyos. A lot of boyos. Um, the introduction of this date was sort of a, an <laughs> enigma. The guys go outside, and there is a limousine on fire. There's an explosion sound, or one of the producers just went explosion <laughs> it's like in sky captain in the world tomorrow it was like one of the first like cgi real person movies where it's just like all green screen and i remember seeing the making of they did an snl sketch about it too maybe i'm just thinking of the snl sketch or it's just them having to act with tennis balls i'm sure it was like that situation <laughs> uh so a fire truck rolls up to put out the limo and who steps out of the fire truck first but JoJo? Somebody, before the JoJo rolls up in the fire truck, one of the dudes says, is JoJo in that limo? 
The one that exploded? <laughs> that would be a fun twist for the gut. That's it. Gentlemen, she- you have 10 seconds before she dies. Mm-hmm. No way. She's totally toast. And it would be like a a very short, but like extremely, <laughs> extremely special season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so so she is, is wearing the pants and the suspenders and like a little white tank top. What the hell are you talking? She's, you know, the pants and the suspenders. The fireman pants. And what are those? What are those? What do those look like? What are they made out of? Paint me a picture. People know what fireman I was pants making, are. I was making Jinachi when this happened. They look like fireman pants. I was actually watching. She was making it work. Okay. Uh, she has a hose and puts out the fire on the limo. Um, the men are very excited about her in this costume. One boy said the that limo is not the only thing that's getting hot. Uh, or the only <laughs> thing that's hot. And our friend Anna, who was watching it with us, said thought that that was a reference to his genitals. Tried to mark <laughs> points for that. Which is kind of like a crazy thing, right? Like, boys, boys, when they talk about, like, when they get um, excited or aroused. Yeah, does that area get warm? We don't know. Ladies don't know. Maybe, but warmth isn't, like, the thing you focus on. The tumescence instead? The tumescence, the the blood flow, the... More blood flow would equal heat. I mean, I think technically she's correct. I just don't think you got a lot of thermoreceptors down there. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, (laughs) so, uh, while we're waiting for the men to go on this date, we jump cut to Chad loading up a suitcase with protein powders. Um, and then he uses... Is he unpacking? I I did genuinely miss this scene and I heard somebody talk about it. Was he uh, packing up the suitcase or unpacking it? Removing the suitcase? No, the the impression I got was that he had brought the suitcase out with his large protein powder bottles in it and was zipping it up so we got like a little peek. Um, like he had orchestrated what would be in the suitcase for this specific exercise he was about to do. He has a, it, that was his gym bag essentially and that he was about <laughs> to work out and he needed a whole suitcase full of pure pure protein for his muscles i guess yes okay and he so there's like a chain around his waist and then the suitcase is tied to his waist and he starts doing pull-ups and all the men are are watching from inside just making making little giggle jokes say what you want about chad his body's insane yeah no i mean well i didn't notice his body uh i was enjoying your gnocchi too much uh, so we go back to the group date. We find out that they are at a um, a fire academy. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed, Grant is on the state. Grant is an actual fireman. so Kind of like loading the... right. Clearly like, a front runner. Yeah. If it had been like, we're going to do... Everybody's going to do a one-hour shift at a college radio station. Wells would be like, <laughs> yes. oh, tight. Cool. <laughs> I wonder what Wells' radio voice sounds like. Hey, everybody. This is Wells. Keep it locked on 101-101-101. You don't think he's going to have like a an NPR kind of like... Every person when they get on that. You never heard Justin when Justin did his... Justin Tyler, the country radio DJ. Justin did spots at the country radio station where dad works, but he went by the name Justin Tyler. I, I never knew this story. We're talking about your brother, Justin McElroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went by Justin Tyler. That's his middle name, right? Yeah. but it, And also it sounds like country as fuck, doesn't it? It does. So he had a radio voice? 
I just, everybody, every, when I did my college radio show, it was like, no. hey, everybody you're listening to. There's no way. Yeah. You probably, it. if I remember college radio correctly, everybody has kind of a, a soft, sensitive voice. And That's actually true of college radio. But then as soon as you graduate, like, for me, it was just like, and now the 15th straight Ben Folds <laughs> five song in a row. But then, like, if I had gotten, like, one shift at Key FM or something like that, I'd been like... And here comes Nickelback. No, see, that last part is college radio. That uh. Right, that's why I'm saying the first year I'm like pupating out of my college okay. radio phase. Uh, so part of the challenges with this fire academy, they have to run with a hose. They have to chop with an axe. Um, and as they're going through this, they're wearing the fireman gear, which is very heavy and it is very warm out. And Wells is struggling. He's a little. He's a little guy. He's not. He's not built for this. And I. I. I can. I would be Wells in this situation. Same time though, Wells is taking a page out of the old Griffin McRae handbook. Just beef it right there. <laughs> beef it so hard and get that attention. That's what they're all there for. Yeah. So everyone starts to become concerned about Wells because he's getting really pale and sweaty. And the guy that's running the exercise actually. Uh, has the medical team go over to him. Which, like, congrats. If you had Wells this week, congratulations yeah. on all the points you got. He he lays down uh, sweaty, and JoJo goes and sits by him. And Wells immediately, super smooth, is like, oh, <laughs> this whole thing is just a ploy to have you talk to me. <laughs> and he fucking vomits. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't vomit. He holds it together. Um, yeah, and then there's a lot of... Somehow he makes it to, like, the final round of the thing, right? Well, I think everybody does, don't oh, okay. they? Or okay. no, maybe not. Well, no. You know what? So the last challenge is multi-part, and at each part, uh, people get eliminated. I see, I see. I see. So, like at first, they have to put out a fire, and then they move on to like the next part where they like chop through a building. Just fireman, just fireman stuff, you know. And they run to the top of the tower where Jojo is, and at the end, it is. They have to fight. They have to fight a giant gorilla <laughs> with a tie that says DK on it. It's a Donkey Kong reference because they Mario has to, and I know Mario's not a firefighter. Although was he a firefighter? He had a job before a plumber. And I think he may have actually literally been a firefighter. Wait, how do you know he had a job before a plumber? I just I've worked in the games industry for forever. Well, but I think he started out as a firefighter, and the whole thing is like he climbs up a tower, and there was fires. Right there's a little oil barrel, and fire came out of it. But also there was a giant gorilla man, and he would throw barrels down, and he hated that man so much. In what game do you learn about the evolution of his careers? Um, Mar- Mario's time machine. <laughs> Mario's missing. Which is the one where they travel in time. Mario interviews for several positions. <laughs> yeah. Mario, Mario Monster.com. Mario LinkedIn. I think he was a firefighter or something. I'm going to lose my job at the video game website. I, this can't be essential knowledge for you to have. You'd be surprised okay. at what people think is essential. <laughs> uh, so it is Grant and Luke that are neck and neck. Grant is the fireman. Luke is a war veteran. Luke wants it so bad. Luke wants it real bad. Grant knows, hey, if I don't win this fireman challenge as a fireman, like I'm in trouble. Luke is the one who it looks like um, he looks like he was like 
three, four, five percent into a werewolf transformation and got <laughs> yeah. stopped. So, and, and not, that is not a slight against the dude. He's handsome as fuck, but he looks there's a there's a certain savage look to his yeah. face that's just like smoky and handsome as hell. But yeah. he looks like he got like he was like, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> He's the one last week that gave her the boots, rode up on the unicorn, and was like super chill about riding up on the unicorn. Yeah, he went. He was. He's good. We drafted um, it. We drafted him second. He's a fr- he's a front runner in my so opinion. So he doesn't win, and he leans against the wall and broods in like the most dreamy way anyone yeah. has ever brooded. Uh, but Grant wins, and uh, that means that Grant gets some extra time with her. Bad prize, bad prize. And so he carries her out of the building in like a what I think is called a fireman's carry. <laughs> uh, and all the guys are bummed. They're all like laying around in the parking lot, like. Oh. That wasn't a fireman's carry. That was an officer and a gentleman. No, it was called officer and a gentleman, and the, both things were in reference to the same person. I don't think it was the officer <laughs> and the gentleman. Where an officer and a gentleman have you think share an a ad- strand of spaghetti and end up kissing. You think there's an adult film that's called that though? You think it's called Officer and a Gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't still listen to this show. Oh, uh, she definitely doesn't. <laughs> uh, while they're on this date, we get a cut to James Taylor leading the rest of the men that aren't on this date uh, in a sing-along. Son of a bitch, I forgot. Yeah, so this is the first of many cuts we get to them practicing this song they all wrote together. If this song were to have a title, what do you think the title of this song would be? Eternal Love. Okay, I, I would go with JoJo. <laughs> Uh, I haven't yet figured out when this is going to be revealed, but at first it seemed like they were kind of playing around, but then I noticed one of the guys had like a steno pad with him and clearly they were working on a song because they kept rehearsing it. JT had his guitar, uh, and they were just kind of having a fun little session and the song was essentially Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Just repeat that was so that was the first verse. I have a hard time singing it without singing another song under it. Jo 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 Exactly, that's the exact one. Jo 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 Uh so I don't know when this is gonna be revealed, but the men were very intent and they seemed to really they were like high fiving each other. It felt like a like a gum commercial. They were just having like the best time. Um, but a gum commercial is a good way to describe many of these lads because <laughs> there was a lot of supercuts of Chad like talking shit about these boys being like these are some boys these are middle school boys and they would show like one of them like making a baloney mask or like trying to balance a cup on there or like things that you do when you're like just bored on the set of yeah. the show where you're not on camera 98% of the time and then the camera made sure to make sure to capture your little ham based um <laughs> Uh, arts and crafts project and make you look like a a five-year-old i'm glad you brought up chad because there was one man that was not practicing this song he hates music and it was chad chad was not having it he was very annoyed that all these guys were already obsessed with jojo and they didn't know her um yeah and and this is where my confusion with chad begins because he seems like a grade a douche nozzle but yeah, but he makes a lot of salient points. It's it's 
he is bringing up the flaw of the show that everybody realizes from the moment they watch it, which is how are all of these men supposed to fall in love with this woman that they're spending approximately seven minutes a week with? Uh, and he is resistant to it. And that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, but it is the show. This that is, the, is the, how the show works. Yes. This was the episode where somebody came up to him and said like, oh, you're the villain. And so the, um, like that behavior got ramped up to a like completely insane degree to the point where like at the end he was a fucking cold cut eating Bond villain, um, which is in a way busted. I think you called him the meat joker at one point. At at the end, dude, he's literally eating meat in like eight consecutive shots (laughs) and like eating, giving a shit eat. He's eating shit and meat and just like looking at the camera every time, just like. Um, but, but it, like what I'm saying is like, Chad's big on like pointing out the inauthentic, oh, this is going to be a real, j- a word, a real junior jumble. Here I go. <laughs> Inauthenticity Ooh, of the other good. boys in the, in the house. At the same time, you're the fucking meat joker dog and you can't pretend like yeah. you're not, you're not <gasps> hemming it up. I said, oh, what do I do? Tell Joe, 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 I said, Joe, what? Joe, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. My ham for you. See, this is becoming a weekly segment where you just, you really air out those pipes. <laughs> what song is that? The one that's like, all my ladies have been living it up, but say what? Do I do? I don't know. I know the song. That's I don't know what it's jam. called. It is a good song. All right, sorry. Um... So let's let's go back. We're going to have many times to talk about Chad, but I don't want to get I off know. topic. Okay, so we go back to Grant, who's getting his alone time with JoJo, and he is really pouring it on. You know, he's saying, I am never going to leave the house without saying I love you. Um, so this is cr- that's a crazy thing to say. I will never leave the house without saying I love you. Assuming that those feelings develop... Like, well, this whole pre- show, this no, know, whole know, show is operating on that premise that totally, they're going to totally. fall in love. But there was a lot of, there was a lot of pre I love yous in this episode. Yeah. I just like people saying like, I can't wait to tell you I love you. Once those feelings develop and we both get to a place where we're comfortable saying that to each other. <laughs> the dates are set up though, like that, like this date, this next group date literally had a show Jojo how you would exactly, propose. Yes. Yeah, and it was bad. I agree, it was very bad. Um, I was surprised that Firefighter Man put in the work. Um, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and uh, JoJo really respected his kind of selfless attitude, is what she called it. Um, I think she was just really impressed with him being a fireman, ultimately. I mean, he's a great guy, but their connection seemed to primarily be JoJo respecting him for the work he does. In the fire. Um, Derek gets a solo date. And this was a, this was, I think all four of us at the same time were like, which one's Derek? Kind of a <laughs> weird choice. Cause early, it, like, Derek is the one and people commented this when we watched in person last week and on the Facebook group that he looks a lot like John Krasinski. He does look a lot like John Krasinski. Yeah. Although John Krasinski, did you see him in that Zero Dark Thirty Two, the sequel to Zero Dark Thirty? I did. Oh, we didn't see that movie. He looks like a real out. Chad. He looks kind of more like a Chad than a than a, a Jim. 
Um, I should say, though, so it seems like we're jumping around, but the way that they cut the show, you'll see a date card, and then you'll go back to what you were doing before. So we saw a date card for Derek, and then we go back to the group date, and anything else? JoJo gives Wells... Uh huh. The uh, the rose for it's that good, date. It's a good dive, man. It's it's the classic maneuver where somebody gets injured trying their hardest, and the bachelor bachelorette gives them a rose as a reward. Taking a dive, man. It works in hockey. It works in basketball. It works soccer. in soccer. It works in the bachelorette. Yeah, and the bachelor probably. Um, Luke also gets a little time with JoJo and talks about his military training. And his past relationships, and then they make out on the roof, uh, and it seems like the chemistry's still there between the two of them. That's good to hear. I was worried. Yeah. Uh, so now we're on Derek's date. I'm so glad to be here with you, Derek. <laughs> which one? Which one? What do you? What's your thing? What's your shtick? Here's what I wrote down about Derek. Derek um, told JoJo night one that she had a real sense of self. Um, what the fuck's that mean, dog? Which, you know, he liked about her. He's a commercial banker. I don't know what that means. And he's the one that in his bio said that he'd be fine on an island as long as it wasn't covered in cucumbers. Does he like Kardashians or was that somebody? That was a different one. All right. Um, what's a commercial? Like they he sell, he like funds commercials on television? <laughs> I, th- I figure it's like businesses. He works with businesses. Like not individuals but like companies a company bank man yeah and he looks like john krasinski okay now i have a foothold i was just looking for a little hole in Derek that i could really wedge my foot into and begin to scale him and just sort of mount him and figure him out (laughs) what's wrong this is like the rest of development i want you to play that back later Uh, so Derek and Jojo have like a choose your own adventure date. This was the worst date of the show's history. That's right. I remember everything about this date. It was the wildest, dumbest, worst date that's ever been they on They get the in show. the car and at different intervals, they encounter opportunities to choose different paths. So there'll be like a man holding sky on a sign and a man holding sea on a sign. And then they choose which way to turn. They went with Sky, and then they had North and South. There were two pilots of two planes. Yeah, they get to, like, an airport, and there are two jets and a pilot in front of each holding a sign. This is North or South. They went with North, and the South pilot had a look (laughs) at his face like, Oh, Oh, man, are you sure? I gotta go back to my shitty wife and kids. I hate my dumb life. I wanted to take you guys on a trip south of Los Angeles. Where would they have gone? Like... Yeah, that DJ? was Derek's point. He's like, there's not a lot south of here. I mean, uh, Mexico, South America, lots of stuff. Yeah, talk about sliding doors, Griffin. What if they had gone on the other date? What if they had been, like, south, and they had gone south, and it was like, okay, do you want to go to Tijuana or the <laughs> Yeti's Cave? And it's like, Yeti's Cave, definitely. And JoJo would be like, I don't think we should go to the Yeti's cave. And then they go to the Yeti's cave. And they die. And they die. <laughs> and it's like, turn back to page one if you want to try a new adventure. Goosebumps. The Choose Your Own Adventure books. I used to love the, ju- the Juicebumps Choose Your Own Adventure books <laughs> because you could get through them so much faster. I see. I read classic Choose Your Own Adventure, like the old ones. Yeah. Where well, this was this, but it, this was the same concept, but with that R.L. Stein twist that I loved so much. Mm. 
and so after they land the jets, they choose between uh, Golden Gate or Lombard Street, uh, which I'm not familiar with the San Francisco area. What is on Lombard Street? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. They could have experienced local culture there. Would have gotten some points. That's true. But, or more realistically, they would have done nothing there. Because what happened is when they went to the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> is they had a picnic for about a minute and then end of day. Like literally, this this is what I'm talking about. You want to see your sky? Oh, definitely sky. I love the cl- oh, clouds and birds and blue. I fucking love it all. Definitely sky. Okay, north or south? North, dude. Let's get let's go up to to that colder weather. That favors my skin. Uh, okay, do you want to go to the Golden Gate Bridge or Lombard Street? Mm, this sounds a little bit tougher, but definitely Golden Gate Bridge. I've put a lot of thought into making up to planning <laughs> this date for you today. Yeah, me too. Here's a ham sandwich. In the fucking day. Look <laughs> yeah. at that. Look at the bridge. Look at the bridge. You got us here. Eat this sandwich. We're going home right now. Now, that's a good point. Because at any given like segment of the date, I thought, oh, now they're going to do some kind of extreme thing. Like, oh, north or south, they're going to jump out of a plane. Or Golden Gate, oh, they're going to jump off the bridge. Like, I kept waiting for the, like, we're going to do this magical for thing. For anything to happen. Yeah. Anything to happen. And then, like, later on, they were having dinner. And she was like, that was a crazy date we had. And he was like, yeah, we kept making these decisions. She was like, yeah, we had to choose between, like, sea or sky, and we chose sky. So then you admit, then, that that was the only (laughs) fucking thing that happened on the date. You basically were in transit for a while. Yeah. Uh, JoJo, you can tell JoJo has an agenda, because she immediately, on this dinner part of it, asks about an ex. Um, And... This is where Derek gets weird. And this is something that happens a lot on this show where guys are like, oh, I just. This was some next level shit. Though. I just don't really like to talk about it. Uh, I just it's hard for me to open up, you know, now because of what happened. And at first I think like, oh, that's that's all we're getting. And then eventually he says, uh, yeah, I was really serious about this woman. And, you know, we were like maybe going to get married. And then there was another person in her life. <laughs> there was no there was another person. <laughs> And it's like, Derek, that's arguably the worst possible way you could have introduced it. Because for a second, Judge was like, a person for you, a person for her. Like, you could have been like, I'm ch- I was cheated. But you got cheated on. And he's like, there was another one. There's another man in her life for her. And it was like, so she cheated on you. There is so much, a, <laughs> so much an easier way to say that. Well, I wonder if it's more complicated than we realize. No. <laughs> okay. It was not. Um, but Derek gets the rose. Jojo feels very close to him. That's that's it for them. I don't feel much closer to Derek. No, me neither. Um, we cut back to the mansion. The dudes are still practicing the song. Uh, at uh. this point, Daniel and Chad break off. And they're both sitting outside in their black undershirts. Uh, and they're having kind of a moment where you realize, oh, these two are buddying up. You know? This is the Clint and JJ... God, it makes me so. There's those were their names, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hate that I. Villains got a vill. That's the villains got a vill like Scott Farkas plus Toady little situation going on. Is that Caitlin's season? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, uh, D- Daniel's. I mean, he's pretty good at it. Daniel, just in case anyone forgot, Daniel is the one that got very inebriated last week and stripped down and jumped in the pool. And explained a meme to somebody on, yeah, and explained on national television. And then, and I don't know if you can remember this better than me. I couldn't really write it down. 
Uh, this is when Chad gives the complicated dude protein shake metaphor. He's like, oh, if you put all those dudes together in a blender, like a protein shake, I couldn't you, you follow. You only get half of... I thought he was talking about... Griffin? He said a dude protein shake. What am I supposed to take that as? Out of context, if somebody offered, if somebody said like, check out this dude protein shake. I would think it was a protein shake designed for men to build By men, from men. (laughs) Out of men. Anyway, he developed some sort of complicated metaphor that wasn't really complicated as much as it was bad. Nonsensical. Yeah. Non-existent. It wasn't a metaphor as much as it was a nothing. Uh, And so then we find out the next group date which is going to be uh, Jordan Christian, Nick, James T., Alex, and Chad. Much smaller, much more intimate affair than that. And the there's last three one. dudes that don't get to go on a date, and I didn't, like, by process of elimination, I'm guessing it's, I know Chase was one of them that yeah. didn't get to go. Um, I think Will, maybe? No, Will got to go on the first date. Damn. Um, who else went home? Oh, I don't have my notes with me. Anyway... Three guys didn't get to go, and they were upset about it, naturally, and Chad immediately jumps all over them. It was like, Before they said anything, like, before they even said anything, Chad was like, well, she'll be here next week. It's not like she's getting on a plane. I was like, Chad, they weren't like, I fucking hate you guys getting your dates. Yeah. Chad was instantly just like, "Mm, well, tough shit. She'll be here next week. He seems really upset at how interested in JoJo all the men are, because he feels like it's insincere, but that is the show. The show is about... What if the show could be something different, though, and Chad is the champion What would it be? Change? What would it be if not that? Chad's going to change this whole game. Chad is going to bring a, a level of sincerity to the game that has never existed here before. It's too easy to write him off as the villain, though, because of his temper. He's going to punch some boys, and it's going to get him in yeah. trouble. Exactly. And he's a bad boy, and I wouldn't want to hang out with him. But I appreciate the, the, the tea. This is what is dangerous. All right, I was going to say this at some point in the episode. I might as well get to it now. Chad is the kind of guy who is perceptive and honest. Uh, and so you want to make excuses for the fact that he's a total dick. <laughs> and I have known many men like this. Uh, they always are able to date women because the women end up rationalizing to themselves oh well you know what he's got a point i guess i'll let him continue to treat me like i'm awful (laughs) i wouldn't date chad with my worst enemies person (laughs) um but i appreciate it's episode fucking two and a dude was like i can't wait to tell you i love you every morning it's episode two yeah. You've known her for, like, a fucking day. Yeah. Slow your roll. Yeah. Slow your roll. Like, I, I'm i a relative newcomer. I, I've almost reached it to, like, the point where I've watched half of the series as long as it's been running. I started with, like, Ben Flagenic. Um So even then, I'm still kind of a relative newcomer. But even in this, like, short span, it's gotten to the point where, like, if episode two, you're not confessing your undying love for them, you are somehow like you're there for the wrong reasons did it was it always like that 
Because I, I feel like it's just yeah, ramped. So. It's just ramped up so. I mean, much. people definitely used to withhold the "I love yous" much longer. Like a lot of times, you wouldn't get it until the final three, and they would be on that destination date, and they would be like working up the nerve. But there's no, there is no step where it's just like. You know, I think I like, I think I actually, I really like you. I think I like spending time with you. Here's some stuff that, like, I've noticed in the time that we've been hanging out that's, like, insightful little observations about stuff I like about you and I look for in a partner. And you vault directly, like, over that in the next, like, nine steps to, like, full-blown idolization, like, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to tell you I love you every morning and make you a bacon breakfast every night. <laughs> Breakfast for dinner. I love you, Jojo. <laughs> well, let me let me explain though why that might have happened more so on this episode because the next date is an ESPN date, and these boys see the ESPN building and they do a quick football prayer where they just put their hands up and just like close yeah. their eyes, like "Thank you, football." I wish Wells had been on that date. It would have been fun to see how he reacted. <laughs> now, what's an Espen? <laughs> um. So they go into the studio. Jojo is at a desk of a program that's called Sport Nation? Sports Nation? No, Sport Nation. You got it right the first time. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you got it right the first time. I'm pretty sure you actually got it wrong the first time. I was just razzing you. And uh, so she's sitting at the desk and she's delivering some commentary, uh, which... She's delivering commentary about Steph Curry uh, and the Golden State Warriors winning the, the championship. Which is like, they filmed this months and months and months ago. I think they did like 17 cuts and just insert new name and then go again. Okay. That's what I think. So um, then we find out as a, as a viewer and the contestants find out they're going to do a power ranking of the guys on that date. And in order to be ranked, they have to do different little challenges. Uh, and instead of Sport Nation, we're now doing Bachelor Nation. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so the first challenge is to do an end zone dance with a giant rose, uh, which is so humiliating. Uh, oh, dog. You mean all of it? Yeah. Do you mean all the stuff no, that they did? No, the whole date is pretty humiliating. So all of the men have to do little dances. How perverse that they take them to football church. But then they make the they make the football church an unsafe place for them to be and <laughs> conduct their actions. Uh, and then they have to do kind of a dizzy bat situation, and this is where they get forced to get very serious about JoJo because they have to spin around on a bat, pick up a giant ring, go to JoJo at the end, and propose. This is where my leg bones fuse together into <laughs> a giant drill, and I burrow deep, deep into the the crust of the earth, so I didn't have to be in the living room watching the show. At this point. So all, all the men do the kind of proposal that you would actually see on The Bachelorette, which is, you know, I love you. I'm so happy to be with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Uh, and Chad is getting more and more uncomfortable because he's like, I don't want to propose to this woman. I don't know her. He was getting more and more uncomfortable because my psychic waves of displeasure <laughs> were reaching him. Like, fucking Christian was like, my love. I And I was like, you know what I Um, Some of this, sh oh my god, it was, oh my god, it was miserable. And so Chad goes to JoJo and says, will you marry me? And it comes across as very ice cold compared to the other proposals. Uh, and then 
Jojo is kind of like, well, why do you, why do you want to marry me? Nothing about, you know, what you like about me. And Chad was like, you need me to tell you all the things I love about you. Like that was an absurd request. Yeah. And then, and then as she kind of pushed like, oh, well, okay. He's like, you seem a little naggy. Which is a bold proposal choice, certainly. (laughs) And all the guys are standing there like, this this is Chad. Now you're seeing Chad. Chad. This is the Chad. Um, And and then the final aspect of the challenge is the guys have to sit press conference style with JoJo and answer rapid fire questions like, uh, what are the best three qualities you want in a wife? Uh, Why do you want to get married? Why would you marry JoJo? And also, who did the worst today? Oh, yeah. And who do you think? Yeah. Who do you think did the worst today? And all the guys say Chad. And Chad just gets more and more aggressive. Um, But here's the thing. I think Chad's point is super legit. Yeah. I've always been fascinated by this this idea because you don't see it get played that often. And usually when you do see somebody play it, they don't have a villain angle to it. This angle of like, I want to get to know this person before I like start dropping the L-bomb on them. Like, I want to really get to know them. But usually that means that that person just kind of peters out early or they just go home on their own volition because they're like, I'm not feeling a connection and I gave the seal of college, but it ain't happening. I'm going to leave. Chad's the first person to fuse that idea with also being a giant dill jag. <laughs> a dill chad? He's being a real dill chad. Yeah, Chad. Chad says, you know, all these guys have studied you on TV you know, I really want to get to know you. None of you know her yet. You know, this is this the first beautiful girl you've ever seen? Just like, hey, guys, chill out. Uh, I'm just trying to be honest here. You know, I'm not ready to propose to her yet. Which, okay, yeah, I get. That's fair. But these guys are just trying to be good sports. Like, the challenge is be a good sport. And they're saying, all right, I will do but that. But the, cha- the challenge isn't just the challenge of Bachelor Nation. This this television show that I, ESPN, listen up. I would absolutely watch this. <laughs> yeah. um, it is the challenge of The Bachelor. Because to them, the shit that they do where they get down on one knee and say, my love, to a girl that they've known, to, to a woman that they've known for 36 hours is playing the game right. And that's how everybody else is playing the game. And it's the metric by which they measure their own gameplay is like this instantaneous love cornball shit. And so somebody coming in and being like, that's not right. Even I think even if he wasn't being a villain, if he was being a complete like sweetheart about it, just like, yeah, you know, I want to get to know the real you. I think he would still definitely be rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah, that's fair. Because what he's done basically is he, I mean, it's like you said, he's changed the game. Like all these men are just kind of doing what you're supposed to do. And he's saying like, we shouldn't have to do that. There was an angle to, there was a scene after this where they're like all hanging out in some green room. And they were, like, giving Chad a hard time. And Chad was like, I don't know. None of us know JoJo. And you guys are, like, straight up play act pretending yeah. that you do know JoJo. And that's the fu- that's the bullshit part. He was like, all you guys just lied to her. And then he says, ta-da, I'm correct. <laughs> Which is a really great tagline. But here's the thing. Ta-da, he's correct. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of them, there was, an, there was a certain uh, flavor to that scene where if you looked across all those dudes' faces, they looked stone-cold terrified because they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. You're right. Here's the thing, though. Chad, 
This all seems super manipulative because later in the episode, Chad starts turning it on. Like he starts like well, that, pulling her aside and putting in the time. I think by the end of this episode, yeah. the, the the producers are like, "Listen, dude, you're the Russell Hands of the Bachelor. You need to go hard. You'll be like you'll yeah. live in victory forever." But like, I think there was a point in this episode before he decided to go full blown kamikaze on it, where he had some decent points and good on i guess the bachelor producers because he was definitely like breaking the spell that they weave over all of these contestants of just like nah get out there and sell some shit and so to fight back against this insurgent to fight back against this uh against this uh truman from the truman show guy they 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 turn him into an effigy yeah a, a burning effigy of anger so the power ranking uh, puts Alex at number three, uh, Chad at number two, which surprises everybody, and James Taylor at number one because he like sang a song for JoJo in the press conference challenge Natch. Uh, the, the song was not JoJo, 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 JoJo. No. And then um, in her private time with James Taylor, he says... <laughs> That's my favorite live album of his, by the way. <laughs> He says a line. It's all of James Taylor's favorite sex songs. <laughs> what, what, are, what are the names of some of those? Oh, man. Hoochie Coochie Man. Wet Times on a Boat. Um, there was Making Love to You So Right in the Sand. Mm-hmm. There was Moonlight Rendezvous. There mm-hmm. was um, uh, uh, Fire and Rain and Sex Funk. There was... <laughs> um, what? what is the song with Carolina in the title? Oh, Oily Carolina. <laughs> Oily Carolina, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've, and... got a, you've got a fuck buddy. <laughs> I feel like you're always in danger of getting him confused with Randy Newman. Carolina on my balls. than oily carolina it's a little bit better um, it depends on what what you mean by better <laughs> so here's what james taylor says to jojo that sent griffin into a white hot rage oh my god um james taylor says a smile is the only thing that comes from the inside that you can see on the outside and i immediately was like no Frowns, tears, poop, pee, <laughs> vomit. You're just wrong, James Blood. I don't like, I don't know if I like fake James Taylor. He's not fake James Taylor. His name is James Taylor. I believe that. James Taylor reads a note that he wrote for her. Um... Which is just a nice note. This shit always makes you so uncomfortable. Because w- they didn't bring those notes with them. They did them while they were in the house and they were bored yeah. and they were trying to figure out how to capitalize the most on the very short yeah. amount of time that Chad will allow them to have with her. <laughs> and uh, it, the note is basically like, you know, what are the odds of us being together and us meeting each other? And I'm so lucky that I had this opportunity. And JoJo seems very touched by it. Yeah. Uh, and enjoys that time and actually ends up giving him a rose. Yeah. Um, there was also Chad uh, has some time with her and brings up the fact that his mom died six months p- 
prior to yeah, filming, which he, is like, that's he, pretty, that's super recent. Yeah. He mentions that he has Yorkies, and she's like, oh, I'm surprised you don't seem like the kind of guy that would have Yorkies. And he's like, oh, I inherited them from my mom. And she's like, oh, do you have a close relationship? And he's like, Jojo! You, you goober! How could you not read that such I inherited them from my mom when she went to space. You know, she went to space and she couldn't keep her dogs because now she's an astronaut. <laughs> Jojo. Yeah. In what other circumstance do you inherit them? I genetically inherited them from my mom. It's very confusing, but they're attached to me. Look, and he takes his shirt off and he has two dogs for his pecs. Yep, 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 yep. Feed, feed us ham. Feed us ham. <laughs> I hope there's some fan art of that. Of like Chad with it. two dog packs? Yes. Uh, and and then Chad and her make out by, the, by a well and they toss coins in. And the worst Foley work ever. They throw a yeah. coin in and it's straight up like Tommy Wiseau's the room level caliber Foley work of like they flip a coin in and while the coin is like basically still on screen <laughs> falling to the ground you get like a bloop. Yeah, like a like a blop noise of the coins hitting, which clearly was not the noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but James James T JT locked it down. Way to go, JT. Uh, we get a a montage of her doing different things with the guys. One of which involves her and Alex inexplicably getting into a giant chair. <laughs> And our friend Anna pointed out, like, they knew what they were doing when yeah, they picked right? that chair for Alex. Because Alex is... Uh, How tall? I can't remember. He's a, he's you three, commented. Three, three apples tall. <laughs> I think he's like 5'7 or 5'8. Alex is a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he could see. And, yes, it's obvious. He is smaller than most of the men there. But they keep hitting it. All the guys make fun of him for it. Well, mostly Chad. I don't think there's much left there, but it was there's amusing. There's not much left there, except for the fact that those producers definitely did pick the world's biggest clown chair for yeah. the small man to sit in. None of the other men sat in the big clown chair. Just the small man did. Way to go, Bachelor producers. Keep it up, guys. Keep your nose clean. <laughs> so now we're at the uh, cocktail party. And all the men are standing in the living room, as they're told, with their glasses, waiting for JoJo to come in. And Chad's not there. And they're all like, where's Chad? I don't see Chad. Why isn't Chad here? I know here? where Chad is. Chad is sitting out in front of the mansion. And so when JoJo arrives in the limo, he is waiting with a mixed beverage for himself and a glass of white wine for her. Um, and then they go on like a little walk. And I'm watching this going like, my boy Chad is so deep in the paint right now. Like, he's just going to be racking up all the... Oh, that's the end of their time. Like, they literally walk around yeah, to the back Yeah, and you could tell building. JoJo. JoJo was like, is everything okay? You know, like, thinking, like, this is... He needs this alone time to talk to me about something in particular. But no, he just... He just... It was a power play. He yeah, because like, he did, he then he walks into the room that has all the awaiting boys in it with her arm in arm. Yes. Now, this, this was basically, like, peeing on her. This was like, oh... Gross! <laughs> He, like, walks in with her on his arm and just basically presents her to the men. Yeah. Like, like, oh, were you looking for me? I was out here with JoJo. No, it was nasty. Nasty move. Yeah. Uh, so the guys go into a, a tizzy 
Uh, and Alex they, is sort of the ringleader yeah. of this tizzy. He is kind of, uh, I think, going the to be the Amber, lead. right? Remember when Amber? Yeah, was beefing with was, Jubilee. Yeah, was yeah. leading the charge. Uh, um, that's. I think that's going to be Alex's shtick because he doesn't. I don't think have a, a lot of other shticks going on right now. Um, but then he, so then Chad goes through a series of like steal, steals these awaysies. Well, before, before that happens, uh, Alex and some of the guys confront him and say, where were you? What was going on? And Chad was like, oh, I just, you know, I just went outside to get some air. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, what happened with Jojo? How did you end up talking to Jojo? And he's like, oh, well, she was out there when I was getting said air. <laughs> just kind of Our funny. paths converged. <laughs> All right, dude. Um... But, yeah, then we see the montage of a typical cocktail party. Um, the one thing that confused me, uh, Chase somehow orchestrates a fake snowstorm and has mittens, and they sit by the fire. And he's like, I wanted to do a little mini date. And it's like, that's fine. Where'd you get the fucking snow machine yeah. from, though, Chase? Like, I got the mittens. Like, I imagine if I were a production assistant and somebody said, like, hey, is there any way you could get mittens? Yeah, I get mittens. How do you set up a fake... Snow machine, yeah. Like, on short notice. It was incredible. And it was well, like... I don't know about incredible. It was like snow. actual snow, right? Because, like, it was... There was dampness. Oh, there was dampness, all right. <laughs> it's <old> oily Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And while this is going on, this is when we begin to see Chad really hit the meat hard. (laughs) (laughs) He's got like a plate full of like deli turkey and he's talking to the guys and he's like, yeah, I got to save all my cows, man. Uh, And then this is when Alex is aside and he's like, you know, he just he like chews with his mouth open. Not true. (laughs) And Chad is walking around you know, the perimeter with his meat plate, just overhearing like a dozen one-off conversations where his name is being brought up. And from this point on, Chad is essentially Brad Pitt in all the Oceans movies where he is not on screen without like deli meat hanging out of his fucking mouth. (laughs) Yeah. He is just eating deli meat and he is loving it. Yeah. He, uh, and this is when, he gets confronted because he's he keeps like kind of stealing Jojo away. Uh, and the the typical etiquette. This is again. This is like another season where there's an understanding of what the etiquette is, and anytime anyone violates it, they get confronted. Um, but the idea is you get a short amount of time, and then once you've had that time, you surrender the rest of the evening to people that haven't. Right. Chad is not doing that. So uh, the guys confront him. And this is when Chad tells us, the viewer, that it felt like a West Side Story moment. And he starts doing the snaps. He starts doing the snaps. Uh, That doesn't make uh, any sense. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It makes none of the sense. Well, he was saying, like, this is a confrontation, like the Sharks and the Jets. Not that, though, because there's not two teams, is there? It's just you and all the boys. Yeah. Well, he's got Daniel. Daniel's kind of a jet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then he says something about the Care Bears. He's like, oh, it's like being threatened by the Care Bears. Um, Chad's not so good at, like, metaphors. <laughs> or words or talking or anything. Yeah. But he's good at that truthful emotion. But yeah, then he does say, he's like, these guys are confronting me, and they're not thinking about what they want as an end result. Like, what do they want to come of that confrontation? Another excellent point, yeah, Chadwick. It's a good point. 
Uh, so then he interrupts Evan for a steal away. Um, the EDM or ED- EDM. <laughs> Evan Tiesto, the EDM <laughs> DJ, the erectile dysfunction man. Dysfunction man. Um, and then after that, um, Alex gets really upset and confronts Chad again. And Chad, this is when Chad starts to get heated. He like puts his finger in Alex's face and like threatens him. We have um, a uh, in the rules you get a point every time your guy cusses uh, with a maximum of five points per episode. Chad hit that about yeah, halfway through the episode. Chad maxed out. Um, and he said he was gonna, you know, you keep that up, you're gonna lose your fucking teeth. He said there was a weird like jump cut. I couldn't figure out the timing because then all of a sudden we go to Chris Harrison and, he, and he's for his scheduled thirteen seconds. He's on tapping the glass, saying, "You know, it's time for the ceremony." And then we go back outside, and I can't figure out like, are we to believe the men are outside having this rumble while Chris Harrison's trying to shut down the cocktail party? I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but don't worry because as the rose ceremony starts, Chad is still eating meat. <laughs> He's eating so much meat. He's eating meat while he's walking there. He gets a quick, like, VO sesh, and he's eating meat in the VO sesh, and then he walks up to the stage and, like, has meat hanging out of his mouth (laughs) as he holds his arms up like fucking Scarface. (laughs) Uh, So who gets a rose? So... Can we say who doesn't get a rose? Because that'll be so much That'll be faster. Although the one point I'll make is that as guys are getting roses, Chad is telling us, the viewer, what he thinks of them. Um... And I thought this might happen the whole time. He just does it for Alex and Christian. Uh, and mainly he makes the point again that Alex is too short. And he makes the point that he has no idea who Christian is. <laughs> Christian's great. He wants to go to space. He wants to spoil his kids. And he wants Mark Cuban to love him. Yes. I'll tell you exactly who. I think I know more about Christian than anybody else here. Um, Chad is saved for last. He gets the final rose. Yeah. And it's like Which we're not surprised as the viewer. But no. the guys seem surprised. Yeah. Uh, so who goes home? So James S. goes home. Uh, James S. Uh, James S. What was he? He was Santa. Oh, he's the Bachelor super fan. Oh, that's right. I liked him. Yeah. Brandon goes home. Hipster boy. Boy, I really thought that. Yeah. (laughs) From here. And Will goes home. No, I just no idea. Will's the one with the dance move that he calls the burning. He calls bernie and we never got to see it. Will's also the one that threw the note cards up in the air. Oh, go home, yeah. Will. And that was it. Those were the three guys. Sneak preview. So next week, it's going to be a two-parter of The Bachelor, not of Rose Buddies. We're yeah, not, we're, not, we're going to do one episode, right? Yeah, dude, because that's going to be right after the live shows in New York and D.C. We're doing this next week, and I'm not going to probably not going to feel like doing straight like five nights of podcasting that would be rough it'll probably be a long episode though it'll be a long episode rachel and i'll be travel drunk it'll be good stuff (laughs) um but it looks like next week is the one where if there is a violent confrontation this this season and it's not bachelor producer movie magic then it's gonna happen in the next two episode chunk i'm imagining the end of the first episode will be like them coming to blows and then like a freeze frame Slow motion, fade to black. Yeah, although speaking of movie magic, we did speculate, because you do see Chad punch a wall, and then later there's the um, 
Sony has blood coming out of their Sony head. Sony has blood on their face, and then you cut to a hand with blood on it, and it's hard to tell if that bloody hand is maybe from Chad punching the wall, and the blood on the face is which I said last week. Else. I said last week, like those are two different things that yeah. they're definitely definitely going to try and make it merge yeah. together. But um, we will see. Um, so, final thoughts on Chad? Uh, it, no, uh, final thoughts on Chad is I, th- I I I've laid them out. I think he was coming at it from a place of sincerity that i genuinely find refreshing on this show um see i think i think he's a manipulator uh, what i'm saying is i think he probably has that too i don't want to make him out to be an angel i think he was pushing her away and then started to pull her back in just enough to keep her guessing i think yes i think there's definitely some of that going on some real things i think the producers were like do that shit dog do that shit and this will be Chad's season. And now it's going to be Chad's season. Like, there's no way it's not going to be yeah. Chad's season. Unless he really does clean a, cl- clean a guy's clock next week. And I don't think you let they let you stay on the show after you do that. Yeah, I don't think so. But I don't know that I have an example where somebody got eliminated. I don't know that it's happened before. Where a dude's, like, punched another guy. Yeah. I know. I don't think so. I think they tease it a lot. They tease it. Certainly, they tease it a lot. But it almost never never happens. happens. Yeah. Um, So we'll see you next week. Uh, We will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Uh, You feeling good about our fantasy team still? I'm feeling fucking great. Chad Chad cleaned house for us this week. Yeah. The only person that didn't get us a lot of points was Jordan. But that's to be expected. He had a big first week. Yeah, sure. Um, Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thanks to those of you in the Rose Buddies group that are so invested in this season already and are sharing your thoughts. Yeah, there's a live comment thread on the Facebook group with like 300 comments on it. Like an hour (laughs) and a half from the episode is totally dope. Um, So go join that group. It's really fun. It's a good way to stay on top of the show. It's probably like, Mm -hmm. it's really the only way that we do social media stuff. We have a Twitter account. It's Rose Buddies, but we don't really use it that often yeah i mean feel free to to tweet about it uh but if you really want to get involved in the action it's all that's, that's where it lives that's where Facebook. it lives um so yeah thanks for listening thanks for if you can leave a review on itunes and subscribe and tell a friend all that stuff we really appreciate it and tell oh we got some really neat fan art in yeah, the facebook group some too. great fan art in the facebook group um but until next time you want to start it off babe i'm rachel mcelroy i'm griffin mcelroy when you're ready final rose stay with us on this journey of joy she ends up with Soldier Boy. Right,